0: This is the University of Georgia Griffin News, brought to you over WKU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, The Rock 88.9 FM, and streamed live on WKURadio.com. This program is to update our listeners on the many and exciting things at the University of Georgia Griffin, with Dr. Lou Honeycutt and his guests. The program is made possible by Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms and Murray and & Company Realtors. And now today's program with Dr. Lou Honeycutt. good
1: morning, Griffin, Spaulding County and surrounding area. We are glad to have you back with the Griffin Campus News once again. Um, I am Lou Honeycutt, and I have the privilege of running the the Griffin Campus for the University of Georgia. And we've got another great show for you today. We're going to be talking today with one of our newest people on campus. That's Dr. Kevin Missoval, and he is an assistant professor in food science and technology at UGA Griffin. So welcome to the show, Kevin.
2: Uh, Thank you, Dr. Honeycutt.
1: And um, what, we, what we tend to do, or what I want to do is, is get people to understand um, who you are, where you come from. So I always say it this way, from birth until now, we need you to tell us how you got to this position in time. So where you're from, you know, what brought you on your track that made We already know there's a Louisiana connection with you and I because we've talked about that. But so tell us, Kevin, how did you get to the University of Georgia Griffin campus from start to now?
2: Oh, thank you for the opportunity, uh, Dr. Honeycutt. I'm very happy to be here uh, talking to you. Um, so I'm um, um, Kevin Isabel, so I was born and raised in Guatemala, uh, Central America. Um, I, I grew up uh, in, uh, in a small town called Cuatepeque, Uh and I was really passionate about agriculture there. Uh, So I got interested in studying food processing, Uh, decided to pursue a career in in, in food processing. Uh, Unfortunately, in Guatemala at the time, uh, there were not really good uh, food science programs. Okay. Uh, So I decided to look for options outside the country. So that's how I landed at the uh, Samarano University in Honduras uh, to pursue a bachelor's in food science and technology. So, I spent uh, four years in Honduras uh, studying food science and technology, and that's how I actually got an opportunity to come to uh, Louisiana State University uh, food science department as, as an intern first. Okay. So, I interned on uh, in, in a food uh, engineering laboratory under the supervision of Dr. subramanian in uh, who gave me the opportunity to um, work in a small project, um, and then... Um, Eventually, I joined uh, his lab as a master's student and eventually as a Ph.D. student. So I spent uh, six years and a half in grad school, Uh, so um, um, 10 years in in Louisiana, overall. Um, Before, you know, after I I, I finished with my uh, Ph.D. uh, in Biological Engineering, I decided that I want to uh, pursue a career in academia. Okay. I have a strong a strong passion for research and teaching. Uh, so I decided to join the faculty of Biological Sciences at the University of Holy Cross in New Orleans. So I uh, taught uh, physics uh, for two years at a, uh, for college uh, students uh, that were majoring in Biological Sciences. Uh, I did that and also continued with my research ag- agenda in uh, developing new uh, food products, uh, food ingredients. Um, after two years, I decided that um, I, I needed an, a new challenge in my career. So I started to look for uh, opportunities in uh, academia and also in industry. As you may know, uh, the hiring process in academia it's a little bit different than the hiring process in, in industry. Sure, sure. In uh, uh, in academia, the hiring process for a faculty it's about a year, it's right. a, <laughs> a, a year long process. Sure. Uh, so I applied for uh, the uh, my current position uh, in two thousand. Uh, seventeen, the end of 2017 uh and i applied to uh, opportunities in the industry as well so two weeks after i applied to my uh, to industry i got an offer from a nanotechnology company in ohio in dayton ohio so i decided well this is the opportunity i want to pursue for now so i i accepted the position uh and i work as a process engineer uh for um this nanotechnology company. So where I manage uh, spray drying operations of the company for about a year. So we were making uh, products for energy storage applications, um, meaning batteries and supercapacitors. Sure, sure. Um, so this spray drying technology uh, that I was uh, managing, um, actually, it's widely used in food processing. So I didn't know about... Uh, the material science that I was, uh, you know, uh, working with, with, uh, but my expertise—that's uh, uh, that's what they were interested on. So my expertise in spray drying. Um, so uh, I would say the beginning of 2018, I uh, was invited to interview for uh, my current position here at the University of Georgia Griffin Campus, uh, and I was very, very excited. Uh, That's when you and I met. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So I never thought I was going to make the cut because, you know, it's a very competitive uh, position. And uh, I'm aware there were many strong candidates that applied for the position, you know, very um, well-established researchers um, that applied for the position as well. But anyways, um, I wanted to pursue my my dream job, which is you know a position in academia, so I decided to continue with the application. I came to interview I met you uh, about uh, a year ago sure um and uh and then uh, uh I think it was the lucky one that I got selected for for the position um so I'm very Happy and excited to be here. So I joined the uh, Food Science and Technology Department in uh, last August. So I've been here about six months, and I'm very grateful to be here.
1: And it's incredible. It's a great story. I mean, you, you, you've got Guatemala, Honduras, Louisiana, Ohio, and now Georgia. Oh, yeah. I think Absolutely. it's a great story, and that's what I like to do is get <clears throat> excuse me, everyone listening to understand that everyone here came from somewhere, and the stories are incredible. And we have such an international flair on campus, that, and you just add to that. So I think that's, that's really great. You, and when you interviewed, you and I talked about a lot of things. We talked about Louisiana, because I taught there for a while, so we had that connection. We talked about archaeology, because I love the archaeology of Honduras and Guatemala. But, so um, we are very glad that you're here as well. And, and you're relatively new, so August till now. Um, but how do you like it so far?
2: Oh, I love it. Uh, this is, like I said, my dream job, my dream position, um, like in a new position, you know, uh, a lot of challenges. Uh, my uh, The previous faculty that I'm replacing, you know, who retired, I think it was more than five years sure, ago. Sure, sure. Um, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm taking over his love and trying to rebuild it all over again, trying to get new equipment, new students. Uh, new people on board. Uh, so that's the challenging part, but I, I really enjoy it. And I, I'm, I'm grateful to have uh, to be based in Griffin Campus because uh, I have found many resources. And I collaborate with uh, a lot of uh, other faculties uh, like Dr. Dr. Gobin Kumar, uh, Center for Food Safety. Sure. Uh, Dr. Keir Kaley uh, uh, from Food Peak. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so many resources in, in Griffin Campus. So I'm very grateful. I'm glad and, and grateful for that Sure
1: well, We hope you're here for, for many many years to come But um, What was So you came for Most recently from Ohio mm-hmm. And so you realized Last week in Georgia We had a little Quote unquote Cold snap So um, What's been the biggest sh- The weather's a little better Down here As it was <laughs> in Louisiana But What's been the biggest change for you coming from Ohio? Did you spend how long were you in Ohio? Did you spend a winter there? Uh, uh, almost a year. Okay. Yeah. So you spent a winter oh, in Ohio. Yeah. 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 What's di- what's one of the biggest? What's the difference in coming to Georgia from from Ohio? What's other than the weather?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the culture is different. You know, different people. Uh, the place I was, uh, well, the company I was working on, uh, working for in Ohio, it's a Taiwanese. Um, Company. Well, okay. uh, it's an American company uh, that is owned by Taiwanese engineers. Uh, so the company was um, me, uh, the scientists that I was collaborating with were mainly uh, Asian uh, okay. scientists and. Um, and I was the only Latino, <laughs> oh wow, uh, okay, in the entire company. Um, oh wow, yeah. So um, now here in Georgia, I see uh, like it's 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 you know more diverse, I sure. would say, sure. Uh, um, but uh, uh, and that's one of the things that is different. Uh, I like it, you know, both ways.
0: Sure. Um,
2: and um, I learned a lot, you know. Um, in, in Ohio, when I was in Ohio, I learned a lot uh, of the Asian culture, the foods. You know, they got really good, healthy diet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and So, uh, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. And now uh, this is a, a completely different environment for me because I collaborate with very well-established uh, scientists. That are very, you know, that are well-renowned in 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 their fields, uh, and that's something you know um, that I'm very grateful for. Sure,
1: I'm telling you that we. I say it every week here, when we, just about every week here, um, we have an incredible group of faculty on campus, and a lot of times people only hear about University of Georgia research, not really split by campus. But when, but I like to split it by campus because obviously this is my campus, but. We have about 45 faculty, and they are doing, and you're one of them, doing just incredible amounts of international, national, regional, local, you name it, research and collaborations, and and your team, your group... Food Science and Technology, which kind of has three components here, the Center for Food Safety, Food Science and Technology in general, including the sensory lab, mm-hmm. and then food pick Food Product mm-hmm. Innovation Commercialization. That's one of the most innovative groups and teams that we've got. So you joined a really good one, uh-huh. a really solid-based group of faculty and, and staff to support them.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Yes.
1: It's And then so tell us – so tell me what – you hired in the position um, – Less than a year ago, about six months ago, what what is your research goal? what What are you what are you pursuing now?
2: Okay, uh, my area of expertise is in, in drying technology. Okay. Um, I like to work with spray drying technology. Uh, I don't know if you uh, have heard of that. Uh, only, through pick and <laughs> only
1: through Food Tech. Only only since I got here. <laughs>
2: uh, well, uh, the spray drying technology it's kind of it's not really a new technology. It's been around for about hundred years. Uh, but it's so great and so useful that it's been actually uh, widely used for food and pharmaceutical industries and also the chemical industry now. Um, so if you probably you have consume already one spray-dry product, and may, you may not be aware of that. So if you think all these powders, the instant powders, most of those powders, or food powders or pharmaceutical powders are produced by a spray-drying technology, okay. uh, and that's why it's, you know, it's very useful technology. It's a cost-effective way to transform a liquid product into a powder-based product, uh, so, my research is focused on studying the technology. There are so many things that we can do better with spray-drying. Um, and one of the things is uh, improving the quality of the uh, spray dried products. Okay. Um, a spray dryer uses heat, and using heat uh, destroys a lot of the nutrients that sure. are in food. Uh, So, my research is focused on how I can optimize the spray drying conditions in order to increase, one, the shelf life of of the uh, food powders, and the second is how I can keep the nutrients of these foods intact. So I have used computer simulations and uh, some biological, uh, chemical engineering approaches to to do that, and that's what I am focused on right now. And that, and so
1: you're, t- so in collaborations. I mean, you're working with people in Food Pick, I'm assuming, absolutely, and in yes. Sensory Lab or in Food Science and Technology, yes. And then, do you work with anybody directly in Center for Food Safety?
2: I work with Dr. Govind Kumar. Oh sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. before. And he's
1: been on the show as well, which yeah. is great. So I mean, you've really got the reason I liked seeing you come into your position is it really kind of bridges a lot of gaps with you're working with everybody, I mean, which is a good thing. It kind of adds a lot of different nuances to to the research that you're doing with your spray drying. And so what what's a typical food product that we've probably all eaten that would have gone through spray drying process?
2: Um, to give you an example, a simple example of something that pretty, um, pretty much everybody's aware of, it's uh, instant uh, food, um, milk, Sure, instant milk. sure. Powders, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's a common product that is being produced okay. by spray drying. Uh, also, um, another lot of um, a lot of food ingredients uh, that not necessarily are used by the end consumer, but are used by the food industry. Sure, um, like cheeses, for example, uh, cheese powders. They're incorporated into other products with many other applications. Um, so that's you know some of the examples and a lot of encapsulated um flavors and in, um in aromas as well
1: and so d- and my assumption is and, and please tell me if i'm wrong but a like a spray dried cheese for example or a mm-hmm. cheese powder it probably has a longer shelf life than the block of cheese that it came, that it might have come from is that true or is that
2: um Yes and no, okay, yeah um there are to you know to look at the uh the shelf life stability of a product, there are different factors that come into account, and one of those is the uh the amount of moisture that okay. the, that the product has uh, a regular cheese, especially uh very an aged cheese may have a very long shelf life because okay. that has lost a lot of the moisture that is in it uh, whereas the uh, of, uh cheese powder also with a low moisture content, may have a long shelf life. But the things that determine the shelf life for this type of products is not uh, associated with any bacteria growth or any spoilage, but it's associated with the quality, okay. so with oxida- oxidation of lipids. Uh, so um, something that the end consumer will detect easily. That's pretty much uh, what well, dictates the, the shelf life, or the shelf stability of a, of a powder.
1: And so it's part of your, and I think you said it was, but so part of your work is looking at shelf life. Of, of, after the processing is done, looking at shelf life. Right? Exactly, yes. Which is cool. And, again, I know that Dr. Keeley does a lot of that. In oh, yeah. The, in yeah. the shelf life yeah. room, in the food pick <laughs> building. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. So tell me, um, coming here, some faculty do some. Don't. Did you bring any students with you? or Do you have students yet?
2: Oh, you know, uh, um, I didn't know that before I joined uh, the program, uh, but uh, now, um, you know, every student that joins my program, they need to, sp- especially master students mm-hmm. and, P- uh, and of course, also PhD sure. students, uh, they need to spend a year in Athens. Right. They need to finish the coursework in Athens before moving to my lab in, in here in, in Griffin Campus. Sure. So I didn't know that before I joined the program, well, but, you know... Um, Uh, Right now, I have one student uh, that is uh, completing her coursework in Athens, and uh, I recently hired an an international visitor from, actually, San University in Honduras, who is working with me here uh, in Griffin, so he's going to be conducting a study in um, developing food ingredients from uh, jellyfish. Oh, very cool! Have you heard of jellyfish? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> That's,
1: I heard they sting you when you're out in the ocean. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and then just to kind of add a little more explanation for the reason our a lot of our graduate students go to the Athens campus for a year is we te- for example we don't have the, the technically have the 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 first part of the graduate program for food science. They do in Athens, so we ship them to Athens, let them stay there for a while, but then we get them back, and and I I don't know that they all are, but I think most are happy to get back because then they get to focus on the research, and they still may take some classes via our technology at the on campus, but mm-hmm. um, then they're. They're good to go for the research program. So, mm-hmm. so, you, when does yours get to return? When will your student uh, in Athens return? I
2: expect to hear my first student here on, on Griffin campus um, about um, me, middle of May. I would oh, that's say. awesome! Yeah, yeah. So three or four months. <laughs> Very cool.
1: And then yeah. that's that's good. That's um, I'm always good to know about. Um, so you've been here for less than six months. I keep saying that. I guess it's almost six months, right? Some, my math skills are really bad, but um, what te- you moved here with your family, I'm assuming. So tell us a little bit about your family that you moved here here with you.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I met my wife. Uh, she's from Brazil. I met my okay. wife in, uh, in, back in Louisiana when I was in grad school. So we both went to LSU. Uh, so she's a plant pathologist. And uh, we have a a year and a half old uh, toddler. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, and I have also a a, a dog, a lab retriever, two year old lab oh, retriever. Awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, so you know, say in LSU
1: here in 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 Bulldog country is kind of dangerous. So oh. Just, you know, just LSU, but uh, um, but you and I both have a have a something in common. You were in a lot longer in Louisiana than I was, but we both taught in Louisiana. We were talking on the way over about the food i tell you what, if you like food, living in Louisiana is not a bad place to live. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. We talked about the, you know, it's maybe not the most healthy diet on the planet, (laughs) but they live pretty long. But they they just, there's kind of a love of food that you really might not get many other places than you would in Louisiana. I mean, there's whole festivals planned around eating. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. It's my kind of place. I, <laughs> yeah. I liked it really well, but so um your time there, you spent like 10 year, about 10 years is that what you said? Uh
2: about 10 years. okay, yeah, close to 10
1: years. What was the um what do you miss the most about Louisiana versus Ohio? And we're not going to say miss Georgia cuz you're still going to be here, but what <laughs> do you miss the most about Louisiana?
2: Oh, I miss my friends. Okay. Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends in in Louisiana, you know, over 10 years we made sure, a lot of friends sure. in Nah. Uh, that I, you know, consider my family. So uh, all my family, my relatives, you know, my blood relatives are in in Guatemala. And my wife's relatives are all in Brazil. So we don't have anybody, you know, but our daughter here. Sure. Uh, So, and that's what I miss about, you know, being in Louisiana. I think uh, my my connections, my friends, you know, that's that's the the, sure. the main the main part.
1: <laughs> I tell people all the time the connections you make in graduate school are probably the ones that'll last you for forever. That my the quote unquote friends from graduate school are the ones that continually email me when Georgia goes on alert because of weather, mm-hmm. cold okay. weather that they're setting in. You know, Michigan, where it's minus 60, and we're complaining about 30. But So I get a lot of those kind of texts and, and emails from my friends that <laughs> like to kid us. And um, But it just is one of those things that's going to happen. Um, let's talk about, I'm going to talk a little bit about, about Guatemala. Because I want you to talk a little bit about the archaeology and the history of Guatemala. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I like to do with this show is, yes, we're going to talk Griffin Campus, but I also want people to understand the breadth of the people that work here. And you come from an incredibly um, rich cultural background. I mean, from just, I don't know, from a long way back. But talk a little bit about Guatemala from an archaeological standpoint.
2: Oh, we got, like, many uh, really nice places in in Guatemala, you know, where uh, m- the place where Mayan civilization, you know, prospered. Um, and uh, there are, in fact, so many cities now that were founded by Maya, by the Mayan civilization. One of the, I think one of the, uh, the most famous is Tikal. Sure. Uh, and uh, so when you go there, you'll see these archaeological, you know, um, Treasure there, you know, sitting in in the middle of the jungle, pretty much, and it's amazing, you know, uh and uh to look at it and 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 see and you know how thousand years ago, you know, they were able to build that city from you know with just stones, sure. pretty much.
1: I think that's incredible, and the the new discoveries coming out. With The great thing about technology is it progresses everywhere. And the new technologies that are uncovering without digging anything up, yeah. uncovering the jungles and saying, look, here's another city. Look, here's another city. Absolutely. It's pretty incredible. So what a great place to be from. But here's my question for you, the reason I asked you that. Have you, did you take advantage of being where you're from and go to those places and look at them?
2: Oh, yeah. I've been here quite a lot of the country. You know, but, you know, I left the country – 17 years ago okay so i lived outside the country more than i have lived in the country Oh, okay sure. yeah yeah so um and but i, I i've been fortunate uh, to you know uh being in i think the most uh, uh touristic places if you want to call it like that so sure. another good city is like antigua guatemala it's uh it's a well-known city for um for its coffee Ooh, yeah, okay. so if you're a coffee drinker, you want to get <laughs> one of the best coffees in the world, uh, you you should go to, Waterma- to Antigua, Guatemala. So, oh, that's very uh, th- cool. Yeah, yeah that's it's very a cool. beautiful city.
1: Well, you know, and too many people, I think, um, when we, we kind of take where we grow up for advent- to, just for, for granted and don't visit the sites that are so important to the culture of wherever you're at. So I'm, I'm proud to hear that, that you've done that. Um, I want to talk a- more about your lab and kind of what your plans are for the future, when we come back. But I think, Tony, if it's all right with you, we'll go to our bottom-of-the-hour break. We'll come back and talk more with Kevin Silval here in just a minute.
3: You're listening to the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News this morning on AM 1450 WKEU in Griffin, Georgia. Also heard on 102.3 FM as well as 88.9 FM The Rock, Georgia Public Radio at its finest. You can also stream us live on the website at WKEUradio.com and take us with you wherever you go, courtesy of the free WKEU app for all smartphone and tablet devices. Our morning program continues after this. <music>
0: Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray & Company Realty. Proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this week's edition of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. As the UGA Griffin Campus grows with great educational opportunities for our children, Round Oak Resources Tree Farm is growing our future with trees to support and assist our environment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Resources Tree Farm and Murray & Company Realtors are proud supporters of the UGA Griffin Campus and area youth activities in Griffin and Spalding County.
3: Back here on the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. For more of today's proceedings, let us turn it over to the host. He is the Assistant Provost and Campus Director at the University of Georgia Griffin Campus. Here is Dr. Lou Honeycutt.
1: Thank you, Tony, and welcome back everybody. We are having a good visit this morning with uh, one of our newest um, team members there on the Griffin campus. It is Dr. Kevin Silval, who is an assistant professor in food science and technology. Came to us around August of last year, so so relatively new. So again, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. Thank you, Dr. And we've already established, and you asked me a great question during the break, you asked if I'd ever been to Guatemala to see the archaeology. No. The answer is no, but I want to so badly. Because of all the new finds and things going on, I'm a very big history buff. So eventually (laughs) I'll get there. Maybe you can be my guide. Oh, Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll love to join. Which leads me to the question, do you get back home very often?
2: Uh, Well, last time I went was last December, and I just went for, like, very short trip uh um, it was like four days trip okay What i was telling you about the flight the direct flight from atlanta airport to guatemala city is just three hours oh wow yeah it's really i don't have short. any excuses now <laughs> not to go that's great yeah, it's very it's a very short trip uh yeah i encourage everybody to go and visit the country it's a beautiful sure. country you know we got a lot of uh, li- uh, different things to offer and uh good food incredible people and uh i think you will you'll like it
1: Well, I think I have no doubt I wouldn't. And and one of the things going back to the Louisiana connection, the people there are people everywhere. I, I think we we surround ourselves with people that we want to be surrounded by. But I really had some of the most friendly people I've ever met when I got to Louisiana. They're just open and friendly and as long as you eat with them as long as you're you're eating you're you're good to go oh
2: yeah yeah so
1: i'm assuming that was your experience too oh
2: yeah absolutely yeah so
1: and of course i had the same experience here when people when i moved here people would say what are the people like there and i'd be (laughs) like well it's what do you mean it's georgia it's not Mm. the country georgia it's the state georgia oh yeah and they're just like Everybody else. It's they're, such a
2: great place. Yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. Friendly,
1: they're good, and, and all those good kind of things. So let's talk a little bit about – not a little bit about. Let's talk a lot about you, you've you hired on. You're an assistant professor, which means you have aspirations of being a full professor at some point, which is a little bit of a stepping stone process to get there. You have to go through the associate level and get to the professor level. Mm-hmm. So what – and that's a, a daunting task for anybody, but I know you're up for it um, – what are some of the things let's talk about as your as your research program takes off which it is i already know um, what are some of the things you're looking at towards the future what how do you want to leave your mark at your three reviewer whenever it comes up to be an associate professor what do you want to, what do you want to get accomplished
2: well there are a lot of things that i, I want to focus on of course and, you know the things that are important in, in this tenure track position is publications you know uh, sure <laughs> grant, mo- grant money and students you know those are the, the things that that count to, you know towards the the tenure review um, so like I told you before my research is uh, focused on developing um, products um from you know using spray drying technology, so and also I'm focusing on developing food ingredients using uh, from byproducts, from, from food byproducts. Uh, trying to, I think there is a a, a big opportunity nowadays to uh, use underutilized. Uh, foods, you know uh especially those products that don't meet the quality requirements of a supermarket, so there are uh, opportunities to use all that you know of uh, products and um add a little bit of processing and produce some. Value-added products using these underutilized products. Um, so, if you're asking me about how I see myself in five years, sure, uh, I'll I will see myself uh, with a very uh, well-established lab um, with uh, f- hopefully with um, more than three, or four students, um, sure, masters and PhDs, um, you know, working in in several projects. Uh, cutting-edge projects, uh, collaborating with uh, uh, material scientists. Uh, that's uh, a part of the research uh, that I want to do on as well, you know, uh, some material science applied to, of course, food processing, um, and um, continue with my, you know, my, uh, my work in, in, in food processing. Sure. I think that's great. And, you know,
1: you've moved to such an incredible location Griffin campus, uh, the Griffin campus certainly, but Griffin, because in our industrial park here in town, the first—I don't know how many out of the ones that are out there—but a big majority are food-related companies. One Topon is a food, a food film. It's yet to be careful. I say food film. It's not like film on food. <laughs> it's the covering, covering for the containers. But um, one company, there's Maricon vinegar vinegar place rice wine uh, or sake vinegar place that's been in business since like 1640 same family so griffin itself is becoming a really industrial area for food makes complete sense that we have the food science technology department and food pick and center for food safety and sensory all right here on the griffin campus so we we literally can offer um i don't know opportunities for partnerships and collaborations that even in athens they can't offer the same level because we have all of y'all right here you know center for safety sensory and food pick in one or in two buildings but one right next to the other one that's pretty incredible so i think for someone and i think you and i probably talked about that when you're interviewing you know i was trying to sell you on how good the griffin campus was that was my my job (laughs) and i hopefully i I did that, but one of the things that we talked about was the opportunities that exist in Griffin, in the surrounding area, because our position around South Metro is perfect for the foodie group that that, oh, yeah. that yeah. In the people that are in the know and want to know about these kind of things. And so, I applaud you for for again for taking the position. We're, we're glad <laughs> that you did. Thank you. Um, we, you're a food scientist, so you, and you knew. Did you kn- always know you wanted to be a food scientist?
2: That's a really good question. You know, uh, how I get into food science, you know, the food science field—it's kind of a long story. You know, back in Guatemala, like like I was telling you, I was really passionate about agriculture, and uh, because Guatemala is, uh, you know, the main industry in Guatemala—it's agriculture. Sure. Um, so when I went to college, you know, um, I had the option to pursue a career in four different fields one was uh, horticulture the other was uh, agribusiness and uh, environmental engineering was another field and the other one was food science and technology and i realized you know uh, nowadays there is a a need you know for producing um, better foods you know higher quality products. And all the products that we eat nowadays have gone somehow to even small or a lot of processing sure um so I realized the importance of of processing in in the foods that we eat uh and I got really into you know uh that processing aspect of foods uh and um that's, you know, one of the things that I, that I found out when I went to Honduras to, to get my, my degree in food science and technology. I, I, I work in uh, food processing facilities and I realized the importance of, you know, this process optimization, uh, looking at the safety of processing and how important it is uh, in order to produce safe products and nutritious products.
1: Sure. Which I think I think that's great. So did did you have at any one time I'm a firm believer that says everyone's got someone in their life that kinda just with could have just said one sentence to you that kinda made you did you have that mentor person in your life that said, you know, Kevin, you need to do XYZ?
2: Well, you know, back in Guatemala, um I never met a food scientist. Like I said, there are no food science programs in the country, so no food scientists, right? Uh, All the people that work in, or most of the people that work in uh, in food processing or the food industry are with with, uh, chemical engineering backgrounds, or they are all chemical engineers. Um, But I think uh, the first food scientist that I I met was in Honduras, in in my college in Honduras. They were... um, very well-known food scientist in in Honduras, Uh, and that kind of, you know, opened up uh, my eyes for the field. You know, uh, they were very passionate about processing, and um, they were engaging, developing better products, you know, uh, engaging in bring more students into the field because food science, uh, it's, you know, uh, it's not a, a popular field. If you, if you want to uh, call it like that, uh, we, sometimes we have, you know, problems, uh, spreading the word sure. of, uh, of the, you know, or food science. Um, and let me tell you, there are so many opportunities in the field. It's in a very applied field, um, um food science a uh, food scientist uh, as a food scientist what we do you know uh, there are different uh, f- you know small concentrations uh, product development is one you know food safety is another sensory science um and um you know chemical characterization of products so i have friends working in the dif- you know in different big food corporations um you know doing great uh, with a food science degree i i'm
1: telling people probably don't realize the extent of what food science and technology is. Absolutely. And you know, the the simple way to look at it is we all gotta eat. And there <laughs> is a whole lot of it, it's such a broad field all the way, like you said, from the safety to mm-hmm. the production to to the innovation like oh, the food yeah. Pick. yeah. And the every year I attend the Center for Food Safety meetings that they have in Atlanta and the the it's the scariest and best part of thing, best meetings i go to because it's scary to listen to the outbreaks of different things mm-hmm. but it's so incredible to listen to the scientific method that they take to identify what the agent is where it came from and they can limit that down to a mill in Kansas or wherever it might be oh, yeah. and solve Absolutely. the problem. So Absolutely. a lot of people don't, they hear the, they think of agriculture, they don't think food science is part of agriculture. It is. And it then they is. hear food science and they don't really understand. Man, it is a
2: broad base. It is a very broad base. And uh, some people think it's about cooking. But sure. <laughs> it's way more yeah. about cooking. It's about applying, you know, uh, the uh, scientific method, and it's about you know applying some engineering you know approaches to the de- you know to bring solutions to you know current problems.
1: And and you know this I mean you're a food scientist you know this better than I do. But feeding the population that we're growing around the world is not going to get easier. It's only going to get harder. And to me, that's why I love listening to the innovation and the things that that even coming off our campus that mm-hmm. that are things being done to help help to help try to solve that issue because you know, everybody's got to eat. Exactly. I mean, it's Absolutely. A, Absolutely. I eat too much, but that's not my, <laughs> my own problem. But, um, and in this state alone, I mean, agriculture is the largest industry. Food science is a big component of that. If you look at annual, um, uh, the, the annual income or the annual uh, what we give back to the state, it's about $78 billion in agriculture alone. Food science is a big component. Food science starts, to me, everywhere from the field to where there's just no part of agriculture just about that food science doesn't have its hand in and that's a great place to be i think for you as a young person starting out yeah absolutely
2: food science is very important uh like i told you before you know um every single product uh you know food product go through a small processing you know step uh so every single product you know even fresh produce they go to a washing step or they go through you know this uh, infection step or whatever you know, and to other more processed uh, products and uh, and that I think that has helped our culture to develop because with these uh, processed foods, we've been able to focus on other things you know to develop other you know arts, other fields, sure, so we don't worry about you know the the safety of our, of our foods sure yeah
1: you know we're we're so fortunate to live in in where we live that we have one of the safest food supplies in the world and most of the time the issues come about when you and i don't cook it right <laughs> it came to us safe we just didn't treat it right to keep it safe but but there are a lot of people around the world where that's that just finding enough to eat is a problem mm-hmm. so w- where i see center for food safety and and food science and technology and food pick and sensory having such a it, there's just a global impact done locally and that's it's such a source of pride for me on the Griffin campus because, again, we have, so we could talk about any one of our departments and any one of our programs about what we're doing, but every one of them, everything we talk about it revolves around food. I Absolutely. mean, you know, for better or, yeah. or worse, right? <laughs> the only thing I would say, and it still falls into food, that's more important, would be water. But, yeah, but again, yeah. that's a huge component of what you all do mm-hmm. yeah, is yeah. figure out how to, to – I mean, that's a big part of the food component as oh, well. Sure, for sure. Um, so current research projects or current things that you're doing, do you have any one specific thing you're working on? I know you're getting your lab set up, getting kind of started and going. What's something – now, if it's proprietary and top secret, don't tell us, but <laughs> what's something you're working on specifically right now?
2: Oh, right now, um, I, st- I just – you know, we just started to work in a small project that developing um, – food ingredients from uh, jellyfish oh, that is right. harvested yeah, yeah, in yeah. here in Georgia okay yeah, yeah that's one of the projects that I, that I, we're currently working on another project that I, uh, we're also starting to work on is uh, developing uh, pomegranate juice powders ooh okay uh, yeah from uh, Georgia grown pomegranate. sure
1: yeah, well, I love hearing the Georgia grown component. Oh, yeah, I love uh, Yeah, on.
2: that you know, that would be one of my missions here, you know, uh, to develop new products using Georgia grown uh, products, you know, sure. fruits and vegetables.
1: And that, I think that's great. I mean, the, the Georgia grown seal and the Georgia grown image has really grown in number, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Can, the, can the jellyfish that were in the ocean? Right off the coast, can they still be called Georgia grown?
2: Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to really be able to somehow capture the
1: coastline <laughs> somewhere. But um, what, the only thing, again, the only thing I know about jellyfish is they sting you in the ocean. But what's the, is there some, why jellyfish? What's the, is there some component that makes them easy oh, to work y-
2: with? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, jellyfish is made of uh, collagen. Most of jellyfish is collagen, okay. which is a type of protein. Uh, so what we're trying to do is to uh, harvest that collagen and uh, make it more bioavailable, so we can, you know, develop. Uh, new products with these jellyfish, so we're trying to r- reduce this kind of strong, you know, smell. Even I okay. call it like that. Uh, we're gonna try to develop, you know, other applications with jellyfish. You know, jellyfish is uh, uh, the ge- the jellyfish that is uh, that is uh, that is harvested here in Georgia. is uh, Is actually uh, consumed in in Asian markets. It's wa- it's very popular in Asia. Okay. Uh, so we're trying to develop options uh, for the local market. You know, people here may not really get into eating uh, jellyfish, uh, but they may be more into getting a product that contains a jellyfish-based sure. ingredient. So that's what we're trying to do, trying to help the jellyfish in the local jellyfish industry. That's here. awesome. Yeah. So no,
1: it helps the state. It helps it helps everybody out. So that's good.
2: That would be one of the things that we want to do.
1: Sure. And then with the. Um, the, it's not the advent, but with the number of what I would kind of quote-unquote call foodies that live in South Metro Atlanta, and in the we have a, we're in a great position on our campus. If you look north mm-hmm. from my office window, you're in Metro Atlanta. If you look south, you're in rural Georgia. It's a perfect place to be, in my opinion. But but we have such a great urban component, and there is a large com- group in uh, urban Atlanta and growing every day. That are the, that, that are what everyone considers foodies. Mm-hmm. They they're far more concerned about the quality and the ingredients and everything that go in. And if they can look for or if they can find an unusual ingredient, maybe it's the jellyfish that adds something to a product. They're gonna they're gonna want and use. Man, that's a great marketing ploy for someone to, to uh,
2: capitalize oh, oh, on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I forgot to mention that this project is being sponsored by the Georgia uh, X, uh, Seafood uh, Sea Grant.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Very Georgia cool, sea Grant. So that, that's incredible. So that's, uh, again, Georgia grown, Georgia. Again, I think we're going to claim the jellyfish is Georgia grown, even though maybe they're <laughs> off the coast, but that's all right. There's got to be some buffer zone there. But um, if you had a student walk up to you today and say, Kevin, I want to be a food scientist, what would you be your advice on how, you know, what, what would you, if I walk up to you and say, hey, Kevin, I think I want to be a food scientist, what would you tell me?
2: Oh, uh, First, I would invite you, to, you know, I would give you a tour. To the facilities, sure. uh, to my lab, and you know, probably other faculties' labs, and and see what they are doing, or give you an idea what they are doing, and um, they'll take you to the pilot plants, the food processing p- pilot plants, and uh, and then you know, uh, ask you what is your main interest, why you want to join the you know the field, what what is your passion, what why you know, um, get you all these questions because food science is a very broad field. Um, you can, like I said before, you can be a product developer, you can be a sensory scientist, you can be a food chemist, a food engineer, uh, or food microbiologist. Um, and all, you know, falls under the big umbrella of food science. So, and that will be my first question. what What is your passion? You like developing new products? Maybe you want to be a product developer. So, uh, I would say, well, you know, you can approach to this faculty uh, e- either here in Griffin or in Athens. Can give you, you know, a, a better advice for that. So if you are into processing per se, you like to be in a processing facility, uh, I can, you know, give you a, a little bit more of advice. Can sure. tell you how it is. You know, uh, maybe invite you to, you know, to, uh, to a visit to a local food company. Uh, um, we can go in, in uh, for a tour. And so you can have this uh, this idea of what you will be doing as a, as a, as a food process engineer. Um, and then uh, I will invite you to apply to our program um, if you're looking for uh, to pursue a, a bachelor's in food science. I'll invite you to apply to our program. Uh, we got one of the best programs in the country.
1: Absolutely. And
2: I'm very proud of that. And uh, and uh, I, I can tell you uh, it's a, it's a very um, well uh, Renowned uh, program in the country, and not only in the country, but in the world. Exactly, incredible with incredible faculty. We got incredible facilities, and like you, you were saying before, uh, we got so many resources here at the University of Georgia uh, that makes the, the department, you know, um, even better. Uh, and I want bad you to apply to the program, and um, you know, you will go through all these coursework, uh, go for internships. Uh, to big companies, to food processing companies, uh, either here in Georgia or in other states. Uh, so then, you know, you can uh, continue your, your your passion, what your passion will be, you know. Uh, and that will be, you know, kind of the advice that I would give you if sure. you want to become a food scientist.
1: And I, I think you, and you said it. I didn't even pay you to say it, but you said it just right. And the first thing you said was I would ask them to see what their passion was. And that's what we tell... Any student that talks to me that's what I tell them constantly is you know watch if you want to be a food scientist is because you think it might be cool and you but you 've never really you need to explore it, but if you have passion towards something else, you know explore that passion
0: first off <laughs> they, you
1: know if you if you they tell me all the time if you work at what you 're passionate about you 'll never work a day in your life things like <laughs> that but um, so I think that was great advice, and, and certainly we can um, give anyone that that gives a – if we had someone call the main number and say, hey, like a tour of campus, I'm really interested in food product um, – uh, or with spray drying or whatever, obviously we would know to get a hold of Kevin to take that student around and, and kind of yeah. show him the ropes we'll and introduce it yeah. to some other people. But well I think we're ready for our next break. We will take that real quick. We'll come back just do some finish up um, items uh, with Kevin and then we'll we'll be right back
0: Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray & Company Realty. Proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this week's edition of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. As the UGA Griffin Campus grows with the great educational opportunities for our children, Round Oak Resources Tree Farm is growing our future with trees to support and assist our environment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Roundbook Resources Tree Farm and Murray & Company Realtors are proud supporters of the UGA Griffin Campus and area youth activities in Griffin and Spalding County.
3: We welcome you back to this morning's University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. To dot the I's and cross the T's on this morning's proceedings, let us return to our host of the program. He is the campus director and assistant provost for the University of Georgia Griffin Campus. Here is Dr. Lou Honeycutt.
1: Thank you, Tony. Welcome back, everybody. We have been having a great conversation today with one of our newer team members out at the Griffin Campus, and that's Dr. Kevin Miss Missoval who is a, an assistant professor in food science and technology and has been with us since August here on campus, and we're so glad to have you here. Um, I, I think you picked a great place to come to. You've been in Griffin now for, you know, six months, or I keep saying six months. I haven't done the math. but So tell me, what what do you think about – what's your favorite part about this part of the, the country or this part of the Georgia that you moved to? Do you have anything favorite, any favorite food so far? Any, what, what's – what have you enjoyed since you've been here? Oh I like You've been working, I know, so you haven't got to enjoy <laughs> a lot.
2: Well, um I like you know, one of the things that I like to be based in, in Griffin Campus is uh that I don't like to you know, I I don't teach so I can focus more on my research. Sure. So, But also at the same time I kinda of, you know, I, I thought for two years um in New Orleans. I kind of sometimes miss that part as well. Sure. So, sure. Um and uh, but I, I like you know uh, being in Griffin. It's close to Atlanta, you know. So every time you know we have to travel, the airport really close. Absolutely. And I like the the diversity and oh, in pretty much all the resources that you know that are in, in Griffin avail- available in the Griffin campus. So um, um, the collaboration with the. You know, great scientist in Griffin as well It's one of the things that I enjoy a lot, uh, and of course the the friendliness of of, of the people. Sure, it's a,
1: we, it's a for anyone who hasn't been on the campus lately, they need to come on and just walk around. But it's an incredible campus. And well,
3: here is one factor that you know might get overlooked. Your wife's from Brazil; she's a plant pathologist. How easy was it for her to find a job in her field in this area so that you could come to UGA Griffin?
2: Uh, that's a fantastic question. For now, uh, she decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So. Oh,
3: that's harder than being a plant pathologist. <laughs> it is, <laughs> uh,
2: which I think she's enjoying it very much. So, sure. uh, and I'm glad, you know, uh, she's, you know, enjoying uh, that time with with our baby, with with our toddler. So, uh, but uh, you know, eventually, probably, I think there are some opportunities for her to join. Um, uh, the plant pathology department in, in 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 Griffin campus, yeah. Sure, that'd the be great.
1: Trail. That'd be very good. That's a good question. Um, so the I had had my question in my head and I forgot it when you asked that good question there, Tony. But um, it kind of as we come to the close, we got several minutes left. But what's what's on the horizon? What, let's look at food safety or food 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 products everything that you're doing is there anything new on the horizon that we're going to be even maybe you're not working on but things you know coming about that you're gonna be excited about, or you know, oh, in-
2: absolutely. Um, you know, um, we are a field that it's constantly innovating all the time. Yeah, I know, all, it's the, crazy. all the time. And new processing technologies, uh, new uh, discoveries, new products. You know, uh, new ways to make things better. Uh, so I think that's one of the the things that I enjoy uh, the most. It's uh, being in the field that it's you know constantly innovating. Um, so I think uh, uh, one of the exciting things in mean, food science right now is the the new technologies um, uh, like cl- like plasma technology. It's a it's a, a very new technology okay. uh, that is being used to uh, reduce pathogens in foods. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I, I'm not really an expert in that field, but I um, I read incredible uh, articles about that. I think that's incredible technology. Another technology that I can uh, I can tell you is uh, high pressure processing technology okay. or HPP. It's a, uh, it's a technology that as well is being uh, demonstrated to be effective at inactivating a lot of microorganisms without changing the qualities of the food products. Uh, and as a food scientist, what we do is to take these technologies and test it. You know, te- test the technology, see uh, if there is any risk associated with the technology. Uh, so at the end of the day, this technology can be safe uh, for processing products, um, food products. Mm, sure. Yeah.
1: And that to me is uh, kind of the key to it all. I mean, I think that's why the field you've chosen is so great is part of your goal is to keep all the rest of us safe uh, and, and the food supply safe, yeah. We, yeah. which again, we live in a country that has one of the safest food supplies on the planet, but it's because of food scientists and people like you that we do. So, from, so from the everyone in the United States to you, I say thank you for, for doing <laughs> that. I think it's great. But um, So we, as we get your new student over here in May, which will be great, your first one, which I hope there's many, many more after that. Um awesome. How do – and this is just a really quick off-the-cuff question, but how do – when when a new student comes to Athens or just has interest in your area, do you get – do do people in Athens send you information about students? Or how do you all get I've, – I've often asked myself, how does the student get to Griffin? How do they know to talk to Kevin in mm-hmm. Griffin, how does that happen? Oh, uh,
2: uh, there is a process. Um, uh, we have a, a faculty advisors. sure, you know, a grad- okay. graduate advisor in in, in Athens. Uh, so there is a, a graduate committee that will review the applications. You know, there are hundreds of people from all around the world that apply to our program. Uh, And we have, unfortunately, we have limited resources, so we cannot accept all the applicants, you know. So we are very selective in, you know, the people that uh, we want to work with. And uh, so the graduate committee will select the best students and based on, you know, their interest, if there is somebody, you know, that is interested in working in the, In one of my projects um, The graduate committee Will forward that application to me And say, Kevin, you know We got this great candidate Are you interested in taking Or, you know, taking him as a master's Or PhD student And I will look at, you know all the credentials of this person, and and then I say, well, this is. It seems like it's a good match for the things that I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. I will consider her or him as a as a potential candidate to join my my program. Sure. Uh, and then we start the process. Uh, you know. We'll start the process of of can I support this student with some sort of funding or he will pay for for his time in grad school or, you know, things like that until, you know, we came up with uh, one or two students that uh, will join my program uh, as a graduate uh, student.
1: Sure, And and one of the reasons I ask that is a lot of times people think, <clears throat> there's Griffin, there's Athens, and they really don't help each other communicate. Nothing oh. could be further from the truth. <laughs> the graduate committee you're talking about is on the Griffin, on the it, Athens yeah. campus, with probably some Griffin faculty yeah. involved. Yeah, but there's there's this collaboration even on campuses.
2: Oh yeah, uh, all the time. You know, uh, we, you know, we are in just one department. It's food science and technology. Exactly. Even though we are based in Griffin, but we are just part of just w- one department, and uh, and we work. Together as a department, sure. yeah.
1: I think that's that's a great point. That's a good good point to leave with. But Kevin, welcome to the Griffin campus. Thank you. We're so glad that you're here. We hope to have you here for many, many, many more years, and then we'll get you back on the radio show as every time Elizabeth can twist your arm, so you'll <laughs> be on there. But Tony, I guess that'll do it for us for today. We want everybody to come back next Thursday and listen to us again.
3: Well, thank you for joining us this Thursday morning for the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. Join us in 168 hours when we're back with the next installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News.